Hey everyone, welcome back to How to Live the Podcast. We are actually in China this week. We're here visiting our suppliers and working on next summer's collection. And while we're here, we're going to be taking some footage of our suppliers for Fashion Revolution Week, which is happening next month. We like to be super transparent about our supply chain and who is making our shoes. So stay tuned to see all of the behind the scenes action. So this was actually our very first interview and I'm not going to lie, listening back to it, we can hear how nervous we are and we are cringing a little bit, but Lauren's story is so, so incredible that we actually got to sit back and listen to her incredible journey for a while. So it was great. So Lauren Scruggs Kennedy is a New York Times bestselling author and a blogger. And at the age of 23, she got into an accident when she was exiting a small plane and it totally changed her life forever. In this chat, we talked to Lauren about how she found her confidence again after the accident, how she met her husband, who's actually the host of E! News, Jason Kennedy, and how she started a foundation to assist other people who have experienced limb loss. She is so amazing. We know you are going to be so inspired by this episode. And next week, we do have a bit of a different episode in store for you. So make sure you stick around to the end to find out what it is. Before we start, can we ask, are we allowed to call you low? Of course. Okay, you amazing. Do. We were discussing <laughs> that the in Australia, the abbreviation for Lauren is usually Loz, which is so Aussie. And like, I like that oh in America, gosh. it's cuter. It's low. It's like so American and cute. <laughs> we have a really good friend from Australia named Laura, and we call her... I think her nickname's Lost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Super Australian. That's so cool. Okay. Amazing. So love we'd love to get started by taking you back to your high school days. You know, what was low about during high school? What did life look like? Oh my gosh. I loved high school so much. Um, we had such an incredible group of girlfriends in high school and, and guy friends too. But I feel like we had this like really tight knit group of girls. And it's interesting because... We went to, I have a twin sister, so if I say we, that's why, because I feel like we just do everything together. <laughs> but um, we went to public school up until junior year, and like two of our friends and the two of us decided we wanted to transfer to this private school because all of our friends were there. And it was just so much fun because we went from like a massive school, like public school, we would have like 3,500 in a grade. And we went down to like 88 people in a grade. So it was so fun. And I would just hang out with my friends a lot. I feel like we were all very like innocent girls <laughs> and um, went to the, so in Texas, the thing to do is like go to the lake house on the weekend. So we would go to the lake ever since we were like four and that was kind of our happy place. So I feel like on the weekends, that's where we would be. Oh, sounds like an amazing upbringing in Dallas at the lake house. Mm-hmm. What were you kind of feeling like after college? You know, were you thinking fashion or was it modeling? What was the vibe? Yeah. So in college, um, it was interesting because I went to a school in Texas called Texas A&M for a semester because my sister was going and I didn't really know where I wanted to go. It was like a huge decision. I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that point. And a lot of my friends were going. So it was just kind of a comfortable place, you know. And then I was there and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is not the place for me. It was so clear. And so I remember talking to my parents about it. And I 
was like, I just have this like vision for myself. Like I always loved art and fashion and creativity and all of that. So um, I ended up just getting this internship with Gossip Girl um, because our like closest family friends, the mom, Dana, was always telling me, so her son acted on Gossip Girl, Chase. And so Dana is always like, Lo, you have to meet the costume designer. This is before like I wanted to get out of A&M. She was like, you just have to meet him. He would inspire you so much and all this stuff. So when I left A&M, we actually went to New York, my mom and I, with Dana. And like Chase just happened to have a fitting right when we landed at the airport. So we went straight to the like costume department. And I'm like, hey, do you guys offer internships? And they're like, we haven't done that. But if you can get school credit, like, yeah, let's do it. So it was so crazy because I literally just moved to New York that following January. And my parents were like, this is so great. Like we, they just supported me to like the fullest degree. And then the craziest thing happened. So they were on writer's strike, like happened to go on writer's strike that at that point like they didn't know when they were going to come back to film so I in January was like what do I do I have literally I'm planning on moving to New York everything set like my apartment all these things but I had no internship and my parents are like we really think you should still should go like we just know it's going to all work out and so I actually called my she's kind of like an older sister to me growing up but she was like Michael Kors not assistant, but kind of like his right-hand person. And um, she worked in corporate, and she was kind of like had a head position there. And um, I called Lindsay, and I'm like, hey, I'm out here. This is a situation. And I called her in the summer, and I hadn't heard back. So I just ended up calling her like my second day in New York. She was like, you were on my list to call. Come intern here before, like if Gossip Girl comes back, and if they don't, just stay for the whole like semester. So it was so cool because it actually was split like half and half. So I was in kind of a corporate atmosphere, like fashion week atmosphere. Um, I just learned so much about like the business end of the fashion industry. And then Gossip Girl was like so creative. Every day was completely different. We were doing errands around the city, but also doing fittings with the actors and actresses and all this stuff. And it was a really tight community. There were like five of us the costume designer, the assistant, the girl that did the jewelry, like stuff like that. So I feel like I learned so much and that kind of led me to understand like, okay, I really want to be in this industry, but what does that look like? And, um, I remember like soon after I got back to Dallas, I was like, I went to a, a college there and I felt kind of in culture shock going from New York to Dallas. Cause I was like, so inspired every day um, in that industry in New York, learning new things all the time. And so I started a blog just for myself to keep up with like what was going on. Anyways, I saw my friend post things from Fashion Week in New York. I was like, hey, Lindsay, like how did you get here? Like this is like such a dream of mine. And she like connected me to this lady that taught her how to write and got her connected into fashion week and things like that. So I basically was like mentored by this lady in Dallas and I went to fashion week with her in New York the next season and then did like Paris, Montreal, and then just seasonally for years reported on New York fashion weeks. And it was interesting because it was before blogging was really a thing. Like I think there were literally five blogs that I knew about that I followed, but it was just like pictures. Like it wasn't like 
writing and it wasn't them. It was just more like a plat, I don't know, a platform of just inspiring things. Um, so after like reporting a little bit, I just really learned how to write and trend forecast. And I'm like, okay, I need to turn this into my own business. I'm like out of college now. Um, and I just thought, okay, I will kind of want to combine everything I learned from like, I love business. I love relationships. I love sharing things I learn about, um, love the fashion industry, love brands, all these things. And so I started Lolo magazine, um, a few months later. So it was kind of a blog, but my goal was to, um, turn it into like a written print magazine at one point. And then, yeah, it was like blowing up in the first like two months. And then my accident happened like two months after I launched that. Yeah. Wow. That, that's just so incredible. You know, that there was just like so much in there that I feel like we could go through and just so incredible to hear that you had that foresight to start a blog when it was just like really the industry was just getting started. And, you know, I love to hear that, like you just asked about that internship in the first place. Like that's what grew your whole career was you asked the question to Gossip Girl and they were like, oh no, we've never done that before. And that's really powerful. And it's something that we always encourage people to do. You know, like we're like, we're starting a podcast. People are like, how are you doing that? We're like, we just ask, we just reach out to people. And there's just like so much power in just asking the question and putting yourself out there like that. And it's really cool that you had the confidence to go and do that. Thank you. I feel like some things, it's so funny. I was telling someone the other day, I feel like I don't often think about stuff that I'm doing in the moment. And then it happens and later I'm like, I actually can't believe I did that. (laughs) Or like, I guess it's kind of, I'm like a driven person, but um, I feel like I'm like really laid back too. So like the two, I don't know, it like sometimes doesn't seem like me. And then I look back and I'm like, that's so interesting. Yeah. And having your sister there as well must just be like, you know, someone always a cheerleader in your court. That's always, you know, what people ask us as well. Our listeners are often saying, you know, how do you have the confidence to do that? And I feel like you with your sister, you know, would just have someone permanently pushing you along there, which is just, you know, I guess everyone can have that, whether it be a sister or a friend or just like, you know, even a husband or a boyfriend. Yes, it's so true. That was like, I know my sister and I are so different. And we like we were talking about last weekend because we were together and um, she was like, some people ask me about your life and like if I wish like you could do some of the things you're doing and I could do some of the things you're doing or whatever. And she's always just like, no, like I love my sister and her life. And I'm like the same way. I'm just like, I love my sister and her life. And I feel like I don't know if because partly we're so different is why we get along so well because I feel like we've just always been each other's like biggest supporters and cheerleaders and it is such a gift. Totally. And also it sounds like your parents were really supportive too. Like, you know, when that Gossip Girl internship fell through, a lot of people would be like, no, stay put, do something that's like, you know, the classic path. And the fact that they pushed you to go to New York is really amazing. Is that something they kind of instilled in you? Yeah, for sure. I think both of them have like always encouraged our passions. But my dad, it was really interesting. Like when I got back from New York, I had a job offer after college with Michael Kors. I remember being like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do because I had just basically was at the end of starting the blog, like Lola Magazine. And I was like, I feel like I put so much into this, but like Michael Kors is like an actual job. And my dad's like, Lo, you like had such clarity that you want to do this and you put so much work and you can grow endlessly here. And he was like, 
at Michael Kors, like you can move to different designers. That's what a lot of people do, or you can move up a little bit, but there's not like a huge growth opportunity there. And he just kept reminding me like, this is your passion. Like keep staying like steady in that. But I just will never forget that moment. Cause I feel like he always just encouraged even something that didn't totally look as reliable, but he's like, no, this is like your dream and keep going for it. You know? Yeah, that's amazing. He sounds like a really, you know, entrepreneurial spirit. And it's amazing that he was able to nurture that in you guys as well, which I feel like is such a rare and special thing. That's really incredible. Yeah. So I guess, you know, you're at this point in your life where you've really got your foot in the door. It sounds like, you know, you're killing it with Lolo Magazine. You've got these internships under your belt and you've really, you know, starting this career in fashion. And then, you know, you're 23 and you experienced this life-altering thing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I was hit by a plane propeller. Um, It's kind of a long story, so I'll just share like the general, but I was hit by a plane propeller. It was just a two-seater. I went up with someone to look at Christmas lights. So our like good friends, they like lived on an airport 20 to 30 minutes like north of where we lived. So we were just over there hanging out and we're like, yeah, let's go look at Christmas lights. And so anyways, by the end of the flight, someone was getting on after me and I got out how I knew how to get out of that plane and was hit by the propeller. I don't remember any of that part of it, which is such a blessing. Um, I was awake though. I was like talking and doing things like that. But I honestly don't remember anything until I woke up in the hospital like two weeks later. I guess I was awake during those two weeks. I just was not aware. I was on so much medication. Um, Lost my left eye, left hand, and was hit in the head as well. So they thought I would just never be the same person again. Potentially would be like a vegetable the rest of my life. Yeah, I wouldn't have the same personality, may not be able to talk. It was honestly miraculous, like the healing that took place and um, just had an incredible team of doctors. It was a like very hard road to walk, but also one of the like deepest growing experiences of my life that I'm so thankful for. And I feel like it's made me so much into who I am today and um, just opened my eyes a lot to like other people. I think that's the best way to put it because I I feel like I lived in my own little happy world (laughs) before that and was like a little ignorant to things um, that were like pain related and so it was maybe like a year of healing physically um, and then just getting a prosthetic eye getting a prosthetic arm um, my hair like my head was half shaved so just waiting for my hair to grow back like all those things was such an adjustment but it really reminded me of what beauty truly means and also this whole accident has developed some of the sweetest friendships and relationships with people So I'm so grateful. And I wouldn't have met my husband without it. So we're always like, it's a weird thing to say, but we're just so grateful. Totally. Wow. Wow. What an incredible thing to have gone through. And, and, you know, it's just so amazing seeing you now and how positive you are. And, um, you know, as you said, like before the accident, you were so carefree and confident. Um, And, you know, Mm -hmm. was it, was it, was there a period there where you kind of lost that? Yes, for sure. Um, And it's interesting because I feel like the things that bothered me the most kind of showed me where my focus probably was before that I didn't really realize. Um, 
but I was just like, man, I don't look the same. Like people are going to think I'm ugly. Like guys will never be attracted to me. And very, I felt very insecure a lot and still do sometimes with my like eye and arm specifically. Yeah, it was a, definitely a new thing that I really had to learn to deal with. I think a lot of it too is realizing like why we're here on earth and our purpose is so much bigger than what we look like. And also we're our harshest critics. So what we see is not what people are seeing. And I feel like it's a waste of almost like mental energy, emotional energy to focus so heavily on our outward appearance. Um, and there's so many more important things to focus on, but it definitely is real. You know, I feel like any girl probably understands that no matter what. 100% definitely. You're so right. That's something as women that I guess on some level, most of us probably struggle with, you know, some sort of self-esteem and, you know, is there anything like tangible maybe that you could like, you know, some tips for our listeners that you could give us, you know, whether it be positive affirmations or, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. going to yoga, meditation, whatever it be that you might have brought into your life since that's happened? Yeah. So like community, like good friends, good people around you is major. Um, prayer is like a huge thing for me. Um, just like knowing who God made me to be and knowing that that's the foundation of my beauty rather than what I define it as. And then, yeah, I love yoga. I've actually been wanting to learn how to meditate. Um, I feel like a few really close friends around me do it and I think it would really be good for me. I don't know why I'm like intimidated by it because I'm like very, I can get into like a very fast pace. And so I'm almost like nervous to just like be still. <laughs> um, they say that that's when you need it most when you, when you're struggling to do it oh is when gosh. you really need it. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sure having Jason there as well, who you didn't meet till after the accident, right? That would have been a huge support for you in, in your recovery and yes. in, in finding yourself again. For sure. And I feel like, um, he, like, he just loves like my, he calls it like my little arm or whatever. And he's just like people, cause in Dallas, for example, like the people I went through my full on healing with, like my family and my closest friends. And we have like a very close family friends in Dallas, like kind of a big circle. Um, I feel like if I had my like arm on or like eye in there, I was just like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> like if I have my eye in or my arm on or whatever, because <laughs> they're just like, we want to see you like this is you and we like love you so much. And I feel like, like I don't do that with my friends in L.A. It's like been a process because it just feels so vulnerable. And I feel like they don't know the history behind it like because they didn't walk with me through that. Not it's not their fault or their they couldn't change that. But I think it feels like extra vulnerable because of that. And so Jason's like my biggest supporter because he's like, everyone's missing out so much on like the personality of your little arm or like whatever. So he's helped me heal so much. That's so incredible. So you moved to LA after your accident. Was that once you met him? Yes. So I met him a year after and then um, we dated for a year and a half before we were engaged. So we were dating long distance for that time. And then I moved to LA. So I guess it was like two and a half years after I met him. Okay, we need um, to know the story of how you met him as well. Oh my gosh, yes. So so like the September before my accident, 
I was at New York Fashion Week, and my friend and I saw Juliana Rancic in our hotel. And um, it's like a joke. Like, I never know who, like, celebrities are unless they're, like, really obvious or if they're, like, a friend's character. <laughs> it's just, like, the only people I know. So I'm, like, I don't know why. I just, like, knew Juliana, and I'm, like, I respect her so much. She's amazing. So we just, like, said hi to her really fast in our hotel, which I feel like we don't ever do that either. Like, I don't ever go up to people like that. So in December, I have my accident, and then in January, Juliana tweets me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so random. She, like, had no idea who it, like, she didn't remember, like, meeting or anything. I'm, I feel like a million people come up to her, and um, so she tweeted me, and um, she was like, hey, I'm going through a double mastectomy, and I, I just saw your story, and it was kind of showing, like, interviewing people at Fashion Week and things like that, and she was like, you remind me so much of me at my age, and I just told my husband, like, I want to contact you, and let you know you have so much life ahead of you and your dreams are not like broken like you yeah there's just so much life ahead and all this stuff and so we ended up like talking on the phone and skyping and she was really real with me so I don't I can't remember if I just mentioned but she was having her double mastectomy because she just found out she had breast cancer so the crazy thing is when I met her in September at Fashion Week, she had just found out and she was the only person that knew besides her husband, but she did not tell anyone at Fashion Week. Like I literally think she found out like the day or two before and she was just like in this zone of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. So it's just so the circumstances are so fascinating to me, but we became really close and um, she was like, do you want to come to LA and I'd love to interview you and I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. So I came out, and then at the end of the interview, um, she was like, would you want to come to set it to, like, to meet Jason? Do you know who he is? And I was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and uh, we just had, like, such a great conversation. It was just, like, a sweet, like, intro, and he was so, like, sweet to my mom. And he's like, what are you guys doing? And um, he wrote down, like, three places to go to, like, restaurants in this hiking spot. And then I asked for his watch brand because my dad – loves watches and then he put his number at the bottom and he was like my best friend and I are going hiking tomorrow if you want to come just text me it wasn't this like love at first sight thing at all like for either of us um but we ended up going hiking the next day and I like am not the type really to text guys like I, I feel like I it's very southern of me like I feel like guys like I would always like guys like text me <laughs> so we just kind of kept communicating but still weren't thinking about it like in a dating perspective and then a month into it I called my sister one day I'm like I feel like I really like Jason <laughs> from that point on I feel like we both were just like crazy about each other and it didn't make like a lot of sense to date long distance because Jason was going to New York like once a week or once every two weeks to do today's show segments on top of work. And so it was just like a lot on his schedule, but he was like, this just seems right. Yeah, that's totally crazy. And I love how cool you were about going to E! News and meeting him and meeting Juliana, like we're big LA lovers. And if we see celebrities, we're the total opposite to you where you don't recognize everyone. We recognize <laughs> everyone who was on like one episode of Sex in the City 13 years ago. We will recognize that person. Yeah. So you're in LA, you know, and you're living this incredible life. And, you know, you've written now, I guess, two books, one of which made the New York Times bestseller, which is just absolutely an incredible achievement, especially for someone of your age. Um, and, you know, it sounds like, you know, you've got 
so many things going on right now you know you you've you're always starting new things and you've got your your you know you've got your blog and you've got your foundation and you've got your products and you're always putting yourself out there and you know we'd love to know what's the key there you know are you are you ever afraid to fail or are you just like six steps forward three steps back who cares I'm just in it yes that's such a good question um if I have like an idea, I feel like I just have to go for it because the worst thing that can happen is I don't even view it as failing. Like uh, my dad said this to us too when we were starting our dry shampoo company. He's like, if it fails, like there's so much you guys learn, so it's not failing. Like if it doesn't sell or whatever, like basically you just lose a little bit of money and but the time is not lost cuz you grew so much and you learned so much about business and you had a lot of fun and I think I view it like that. Like even if it doesn't work, you haven't failed. Totally, I think that's such a good attitude. And and again, it just sounds like, you know, having the right people around you. Firstly, your dad sounds like the coolest person ever. And can we have him on next? Like He's so great. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you've really taken so much meaning from all of your experiences and used them to, you know, forge forward and kind of figure out what you're gonna do next. Um, I think that's a perfect segue into discussing the foundation and the amazing work that you guys are doing with the Lawrence Scruggs Kennedy Foundation. I saw that you just gave your sixth recipient her prosthesis, which is amazing. Um, We'd love to hear about that. Oh my gosh, yes, thank you. Um, Just like long story short, after my accident, I received my prosthetic arms like within six months and I didn't realize at the time, but I like go to the best place. I feel like, the best places are in Dallas, but I never would have known that until now when I know about all the places, you know, um, which is just such a huge gift. And so my arms were basically all covered by insurance. So I thought that was normal. And I just started meeting girls like at the grocery store, friends of friends that would come up to me and be like, where did you get your arm? It looks so real. Mine looks like plastic. My thumb just came off. There's a hole in mine. Or one girl was just like, I can't decide if I need, if I want to save for in vitro to have a baby or if I want to save for my new arm. And my heart was just like so broken. And I'm like, I want to do something to help because I know the wholeness that my prosthetic arms have brought me. And it's just helped me get back into life and feel like healed. Yeah, I just started like praying through it, honestly. And then my good friend, I don't know if you all know who Bethany Hamilton is, but she lost her arm from a shark accident like I think it was like 10 years ago now um but her and I became good friends after my accident and we decided to start this retreat through her foundation um for girls that have lost limbs and so um the first year we like had it in San Diego we had I think like 15 girls and most of them had never met anyone that had lost a limb so it was just the most incredible like powerful weekend and became such close friends with these girls immediately because you just have this like such a significant bond so there was a lady lisa that came who's like my parents age and then later i met my friend ashley who's my age and they both lost their legs um ashley lost it in a train accident when she was eight and then my my friend lisa lost it when she was 16 in a motorcycle accident and they just had the same passion i did like we saw so many girls that didn't have like literally I don't think any of the girls had prosthetic limbs so in the first year it was all a lot of arm people instead of legs because that's like who Bethany and I knew and so we're like oh my gosh 
do you want a prosthetic arm? Like, why don't you have one? And all of them responded with, yes, I really want one, but I can't afford it. Insurance won't cover it. So from that point on, Lisa and Ashley and I joined together and started this foundation. And it's just been the biggest blessing because I feel like after such a significant loss, no one expects to have to choose a prosthetic leg or arm. And like, how do you do that? So just the biggest gift to walk alongside these girls like in their own stories and every story is so different. But also one of the coolest things too is like the girls at the retreat specifically, um, like some of the girls that were there the first year. So we started it like six years ago. Um, they're like leaders now at the retreat and just to see them like pour into these other girls, it's the most like heartwarming thing to see and so encouraging because I also feel like pain is so hard but it doesn't last forever and I feel like giving back to people just helps you it's like very redemptive and it's very like healing in itself totally I think that's so powerful what you just said pain is so hard but it doesn't last forever and I think that that you know you are just such an inspiration and a reminder of that to so many people and I and I think it's just so incredible to hear your story it's so incredible to see that thank you y'all are so sweet (laughs) thank you so much for listening everyone how amazing is Lauren's story her positive outlook really puts things into perspective for me you know in life it's really about surrounding yourself with people that love you and following your own path rather than you know what you look like what you wear and all those other material things that really just don't matter totally if you like what you heard please click subscribe leave a comment and share it with your friends so as we mentioned earlier next week we have something a little bit different in store for you do you want to hear about it jess yeah i do please We actually had a lot of feedback from the first episode that we did that people really liked hearing us interact with each other and our weird sisterly quirks and they were quite keen to hear more about our journey. So it's going to be another In Conversation episode and we'll be taking you through the Tubes story from creating a brand from scratch, building a new social media account, all the failures and learnings along the way, right up to where we are now and what's coming up next. See you next Monday. Have a happy week. (laughs) 